Hello there. It's the 30-something movie podcast, and uh, you are here with me, John, this time, uh, flying solo. Doing this one solo because uh, I went to the Star Wars celebration this weekend. I went for one day. I was there for the Friday of the five-day extravaganza, and I was there at the Episode Nine panel. I was not in the actual room. I did not win the lottery to get into the actual room where the actors and J.J. Abrams were, uh, but I it was in one of the overflow viewing areas, so I was there. We had our own stage with uh, a host on it, and um, it was probably a, a few thousand people uh, in this ballroom with a giant screen, so we were able to watch what was going on in the Wintrust Arena that was across the street from the ballroom that I was in at McCormick Place in Chicago. So got to be there with all the other folks waiting to see this panel, and we knew that there was a trailer or a title reveal coming, and we were definitely not disappointed. So I watched this trailer, well, I watched it three times on the day that I was there, uh, let me back up for a second. That's all this episode's going to be. This episode is me just digging into the Star Wars Episode Nine trailer. Uh, it's We're not going to talk about 80s movies. Nobody else is going to be here, so it's just this. So if, if you don't want to be spoiled on the trailer, then skip out now. Come back to this one later if you want to, or skip this one altogether if you don't want to be spoiled before the movie comes out at Christmas time. Uh, but that's all this one is, is I'm just digging deeply into the trailer and adding some of my own speculation and so that's pretty much what this is so uh, just to give you a quick heads up on that and I will be spoiling whatever I know about the movie up to this point and speculating on a lot of it based on what I know and what I'm guessing so so that's where we're at okay so I was at Celebration, and uh, we were in one of the viewing rooms. We got to see the panel, and it was just a lot of fun. It was fun to be with other people that were waiting to see all this. It was exciting to just be a part of it and know that you were one of the first people to get to see this. And like I said, we were not disappointed. In the room that I was in, they got to the end of the panel, and then they showed the trailer. And then if you've seen that video, I'll, I'll throw the audio in here uh, real quick, but if you've seen that video, at the end of the trailer, because of... A noise that you hear at the end of the trailer, uh, an actor walks out onto the stage and in his character's voice says, roll it again. And then they decided to show the trailer a second time. The lights went down, they showed it again. And that was the end of that panel after they showed it a second time. Well, then our hosts that were on our overflow, overflow viewing stage came back out and said, uh, we don't really know if we're authorized to do this, but that was awesome do you guys want to see the trailer again? So they just ran the trailer a third time. So I got to see the trailer three times uh, within the first few minutes of the trailer being released. So, And I've, I've probably watched it 20 more times after that, and I've tried to pick it apart a little bit, and I've seen some other people's speculation and, and uh, try to pick the trailer apart, and I feel like there's a couple of things that some... I, I watched a couple of YouTube videos, and I was like, well, you, that's just surface-level stuff. Like, there are things that I've noticed watching this trailer so many times that I feel like I haven't 
I maybe haven't heard anybody say them yet. Maybe they have, but I, I just haven't seen it yet um, from the different spots out there that are doing all the different uh, analyzing of the trailer and, and whatnot. So I'm not by any means saying that I'm the first one to talk about some of this stuff because it's already a few days after the fact. Um, maybe somebody else out there has, but this is just me needing to get my thoughts out. Uh, and I would love to hear from you. If you have watched the trailer and you picked out some other stuff or if you disagree with me or you just want to geek out about uh, the new Star Wars movie that's coming this Christmas, then absolutely please uh, get in touch with us. You can tweet us at 30podcast. You can give us a call on our voicemail line. That's 872-35-MOVIE or 872-356-6843. You can also email us or just get in touch with us through any of the other social medias. We are 30podcast on most of those, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, wherever. All right. So I think we just need to just start diving on into the actual trailer itself. Um, so I'm going to play the audio of the trailer right here, and then after that we'll jump on into the, the breakdown of scene by scene, kind of what's happening. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. All right. So the first time I watched this, I, there were still people screaming next to me uh, as we had finished watching this trailer. And, and one guy sitting to the right of me just screaming, what? What? 
And uh, so it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Whether whether you watch this on your computer or on your on your television or your phone or whatever, and you might have just been sitting there going, eh, okay, it's cool, or eh, whatever. There's nothing that beats being in a room full of people that are excited to see this um, and just being with that crowd who's screaming and yelling and just having a great time. Um, so that was a lot of fun. So, uh, let's go ahead and break down kind of scene by scene and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna run through and and start off with the Lucasfilm logo appearing. So the Lucasfilm logo comes up and Ray is breathing heavily. I, I joked with, um, co-host Jeff Mazuka the other day that apparently this trilogy is all about the heavy breathing because I think all three of the movie teaser trailers have started with heavy breathing. Uh, the Force Awakens started with Finn in the desert sweating and breathing heavily. The Last Jedi was Rey breathing heavily on Octu, and Luke telling her, just breathe. Um, and uh, she, in this one, she's breathing heavily at the beginning of the trailer, and she herself, she calms her breathing down and looks very determined. Uh, the first time we see Rey, she's standing in a rocky desert or terrain. Uh, she has, as some people have pointed out, it looks like her outfit from The Force Awakens, but it's much whiter, uh, much kind of a purer white. There's still a little bit of the kind of the, not gray, but really like the, the kind of tan color to her original uh, outfit. And some people have said that that kind of reminds them of the colors that were used when Luke was kind of uh, moving towards the dark side, perhaps in the original trilogy when he starts with the white outfit in Star Wars, uh, has more of a gray or tan combination of outfits in Empire Strikes Back and has the black outfit in Return of the Jedi up until the very end when he has that little flap that's opened on his shirt to show that he is coming back towards the light. Um, I've, I've seen that before, and, and I think that's kind of similar to Ray, starting with the tan or kind of the, the dirtier desert outfit in uh, The Force Awakens. In The Last Jedi, much darker colors. She had kind of the gray and the dark colors. Um, and then in this movie, she is full-on, much whiter, much brighter uh, outfit. Uh, we have Luke's voiceover, We've Passed On All We Know. That's a callback to Yoda in Return of the Jedi, saying the Force runs strong in your family. Pass on what you have learned. Uh, Rey unhooks her lightsaber. It's Luke and Anakin's blue saber, apparently repaired after The Last Jedi. J.J. Abrams and Daisy Ridley both said in the panel that some time has passed, so we don't know exactly how much time. Uh, Daisy Ridley joked that Rey has maybe had a chance to get started on some of those Jedi books, but she hasn't necessarily finished them, and that it would have been much easier to have the audiobook versions. Uh, but we do know that some time has passed, so this is not like the jump from The Force Awakens to The Last Jedi, where it's just moments later. Um, some time has passed here. Uh, Ray, it's like I said, Ray unhooks her lightsaber. Uh, she's getting ready for something, obviously. Luke's voiceover comes back. A thousand generations live in you now. That's a callback to Obi-Wan in the original Star Wars movie, A New Hope. For a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace. We hear a TIE fighter engine in the distance. You can just kind of see it uh, just very, very far in the distance there. Luke comes back and says, but this is your fight. A title card comes up and says, every generation has a legend. Uh, this was a nice callback to the title card of the Episode One uh, Phantom Menace trailer, where it starts with, every generation has a legend. We're back to the rocky terrain. Uh, TIE fighter is getting closer. The music is rising. A TIE zooms past the camera. Ray ignites the lightsaber, turns away from the TIE, and assumes a battle stance. Uh, we see some black gloved hands on the TIE controls. Uh, we might assume that it's Kylo Ren at this point, but we don't know for certain. Uh, I did kind of, I, I looked a little bit uh, at the design of his uh, TIE silencer, I think it's called, from The Last Jedi. 
and try to compare it with this TIE fighter. It's definitely different. That front window of the TIE fighter uh, is a little bit different. I think the wings might be a little bit different too, um, but it's definitely a different TIE fighter. So it might not be Kylo Ren. It could just be some black gloves uh, holding on to the controls there. So I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, Ray turns back to look at the tie for a second and then takes off running. And this whole sequence is, uh, when I was watching this, I was like, that looks like North by Northwest, a movie that I've watched many, many times. Uh, watched it um, one of the first times in a study of film class that I was taking in college and just loved that movie. And this is so much the scene of uh, Cary Grant running away from the airplane in North by Northwest, so I it was very happy to see this kind of homage to that in the trailer. At the last second, she does a leaping backflip over the TIE fighter, and it looks like she's possibly ready to swing her saber downward and slice the ship, uh, slice the top of the ship. Um, and, and like I said, now seeing it close up, it's it's definitely a different TIE than Kylo Ren's silencer, so I'm not, I'm not 100% sure if that is Kylo Ren flying it or if it's somebody else, just not sure. At this point, the music swells and transitions into Princess Leia's theme, and we have a black title card uh, with silver lettering that says, This Christmas. We switch to a nighttime or some darker kind of a planet with mountaintops in the clouds. We see, as a ship kind of flies by, we see the lights of a city built into the side or the tops of the mountains, and the ship that flies past the camera is moving toward the city. At first thought, when I saw this, I it thought it looked like an A-wing because it has a little bit of that shape to it. It's got some some uh, flatter wings um, kind of off on the different sides. It's got the two engines in the back. But after I've watched this over and over again and I've, I've stopped and paused the video and just gone frame by frame, this really looks to me like the ship that flew away from Little Ray in her Force flashback that she had in The Force Awakens. So if you remember that, when she grabs Luke's lightsaber for the first time and has kind of a force back, uh, flashback, when she's there with Maz Kanata, um, she's seeing different things from her past, but then also some things from the future. Um, it, it seemed like there might be some future pieces in there, too. And some things that had not been said yet, I think, were in voiceovers, I think maybe were heard as well. And so... I don't know if that flashback, because certain things had not happened yet, um, some were in the past, some were in the future, I don't know whether that image of that ship flying away from her on Jakku was meant to be past or future in terms of this movie being the future from The Force Awakens. Um, I don't know. I don't know what uh, I don't know where that falls, but if that, as we were led to believe in the Force Awakens, that that was the ship that was carrying her parents, um, is flying away, and Little Ray is is yelling, you know, come back, don't leave me, that this ship looks almost exactly the same as the back of the ship that we see flying away from Little Ray. So I don't know what that might mean. Uh, again, we're just given glimpses of things in this trailer. It's not a very long trailer. It's a teaser trailer. So um, there's not a whole lot of detail here, and I'm, I'm really glad that we don't know what the story is. I, I don't like to get the entire story. Um, I like to do exactly what I'm doing right now, and that is fill in blanks with what I think is happening and just sit and, and stew in that for a while because it's fun. And I'm not one of those people that gets disappointed if what I wanted you know, didn't come to pass in terms of the story and, and stuff like that. I'm just... I'm happy to be there at a Star Wars movie, um, so so that's that's where I get some of my kicks. Um, Kylo Ren, we switch to a scene where Kylo Ren is slicing someone with his lightsaber in a forest. 
the sky is red. Some of the forest is burning. There seem to be uh, there's there's a few first order troopers with him. Um, don't know if what that red sky has to do with some. I've heard some people comment when I was there at, at um, celebration. They had people trying to pick apart the trailer, and I heard them as I was walking by. I heard them commenting on that, saying, "Well, it really looks like the same energy coming off of Star Killer Base." I don't think that they would do another Star Killer Base type thing with this movie, but who knows? Uh, it's always possible. We transition, then we cut to a scene with someone. At, at first, I thought this was Kylo Ren, but after watching it a few times, the hands um, that are fixing Kylo's helmet are a little hairy. Like, they've got some fur, almost. So the person that seems to be fixing Kylo Ren's helmet uh, seems to have some furry wrists. So I don't know that that's Kylo Ren. Either it's him wearing something that has fur on the wrists, or someone, some alien of some sort, is is fixing his helmet. Um, and that's where some of those leaked character photos from a few months ago, we see the red seams in his helmet. Then we cut to Finn and Poe standing on a rocky area, possibly the same planet from the beginning of the trailer uh, where Ray was facing down the TIE fighter. Uh, Finn appears to be holding Ray's staff from Force Awakens, but that could just be something similar. Uh, BB-8 and the new droid Dio are tilting their heads adorably in the next shot. Uh, they seem they look like they're in either a ship or or maybe a resistance base or something like that. Um, I, I do want to jump in right here and say the one thing that I have not heard anybody say that I noticed after watching this trailer three, maybe four times, is there's no R2-D2 in this trailer. Like, I don't see R2 anywhere. Um, you know, you, you see pretty much everybody else at least a few times. Uh, you see Chewbacca a few times in this trailer, so you're, you're seeing pretty much everybody. I saw no R2-D2, so I don't know what that means. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even have any speculation for that, so we'll just leave that one where it is. We cut to a shot of Chewie and Lando in the Falcon in hyperspace. Lando is laughing. He's wearing the yellow outfit Donald Glover wore in Solo or something very similar to it. Uh, the Falcon exits hyperspace. Now, I do think it was funny. I did see a picture somebody put up the other day of uh, Lando in the Solo movie saying, I'm going to get my ship back, and Han saying, over my dead body. And then they have a picture below that of Lando in the Millennium Falcon in this movie laughing, and obviously Han is dead. So that was kind of funny, but also kind of sad. Um, we now have a black card, that uh, title card that pops up that says the saga comes to an end. Nice callback again to The Phantom Menace, uh, where one of the title cards said every saga has a beginning. We're back on the desert planet again. Uh, something like one of Jabba's skiffs from Return of the Jedi is flying away from a trooper on a speeder bike, and there are two jetpack troopers in the air. There's several explosions along the ground. Uh, it looks like they're flying through the like a field of a moisture farm or something like that. Then we cut to Poe, Finn, and 3PO are on a skiff, avoiding blaster shots. An A-Wing fighter in the next scene, an A-Wing fighter is hit and spinning out of control, going down with a Star Destroyer in the background, in the distance. We cut to another scene of older hands looking at one of the Yavin throne room medals that was either given to Han or Luke. We don't know, don't know which one necessarily. We cut to a scene of Rey and Leia hugging. Uh, Rey sheds a tear, and they appear to be on some kind of a jungle planet. Um... Jeff, co-host, and, and I have been starting to record, it, it may take us a few days to finish it, but we've been starting to record some reactions to the Galaxy's Edge uh, announcements that came from Celebration and from the last couple months or so, and so we're putting together an episode that's all on that, because Jeff had so much he wanted to share with what he's collected so far with that kind of stuff. Um, and I, I mentioned to him that some of the background information on the Galaxy's Edge planet that they're um, they're 
kind of using as their backstory for the park in the Disney parks is um, the planet of Batu, and there's a few times in some of the some of the literature that refers to Batu as having jungle scenes. So I, on the episode that he and I were starting to record, made the comment that I wouldn't be surprised if this is supposed to take place at least one or a couple of these scenes uh, very briefly in the movie takes place on the planet Batu because then that would tie in nicely. Um, you know, as Jeff said in our recording, he said, you know, that, that would just be a nice tie in for the whole brand, um, just to be consistent across those different things. So it could be, no, no, uh, it looks like it's a jungle planet. They had a couple of other, uh, photos here and there that showed, uh, the characters, I think, uh, standing next to the parked Millennium Falcon on some sort of a jungle looking planet. So it's always possible that it's the same thing, uh, but not sure. Uh, when Ray sheds a tear as she's embracing Leia, we hear Luke's voiceover say, we'll always be with you. Then we get to one of the biggest, I feel like one of the biggest shots in this whole thing. We see Chewie, BB-8, D.O., the other droid, C-3PO, Ray, Poe, and Finn on a grassy ridge looking out at something over the distance. Um, then the camera we, we see now from behind them, camera zooms in on Ray holding some kind of a white bag, uh, or, or something something that she's holding that looks like kind of a white backpack or a bag or something like that. Um, and they're looking out over a stormy ocean with the wreckage of a Death Star uh, sticking up out of the water. And then we get Luke's voiceover, no one's ever really gone. And then at that point, the screen goes black, the music stops, and after a second or two, we hear Emperor Palpatine cackle in the background. And then the title card pops up, says Star Wars in blue lettering, and as the words star and wars separate from each other a little bit the words the rise of skywalker come up and so we have revealed as the title of episode nine is star wars the rise of skywalker the music returns as a variation of kylo ren's theme um and something i'll get into a little bit later is instead of lowering in pitch for those last couple of notes as kylo ren's theme typically does it raises in pitch a little bit so it's got a little bit of a triumphant end to uh, Kylo Ren's theme, and and I'll talk about that a little bit later when I get into some of my other speculation pieces. At the panel, the really fun part was, as I said earlier, the lights come up and Ian McDiarmid is on stage, um, and in Palpatine's voice he says, roll it again, and the lights go down and they show the trailer one more time. It was just a lot of fun to see him there. Uh, I heard that J.J. Abrams said later that he was very shocked that they were able to keep Ian McDiarmid's um, participation in the movie a secret for for such a long time that nobody none of that was leaked no one ever uh shared that information so um so that was fun to see him there and to actually see him there that he was there in person so uh that is the breakdown of the trailer so that's all the different scenes of the trailer itself and so now I'm going to jump into a little bit of some speculation. So I have some ideas based on all the stuff that I saw in the trailer and what I think is going to be happening in this movie. I'll talk a little bit about some things that were mentioned in the panels or after the panels. And just here's kind of my guess as to what's going on with this movie. I know nothing other than all the different things that have been released. And I will say I haven't even done an exhaustive search of all those things yet. So some of the stuff that I'm saying may completely contradict things that have been out there and I just haven't seen them or haven't paid as much attention to them. So we know some time has passed. We know Kylo Ren is the leader of the First Order, or at least he was at the end of The Last Jedi, but he's still conflicted and a little broken after his fight with Projection Luke. Um, we see at the end of the movie, he's just kind of, you know, his he realizes he was outsmarted. He realized he's been beaten. Um, and so when J.J. Abrams talked about the characters facing off against the greatest evil, 
I don't know that Kylo Ren is the greatest evil. I, I don't see him as being the greatest evil because he's been constantly conflicted throughout this series. Um, and I've, I've said before, I really like the direction they decided to take it, that in the past it was always the good guys, the Jedi, or those training to be Jedi, were always preoccupied with the idea that, well, they have to be careful uh, to contain their anger, otherwise they might get pulled towards the dark side. And I thought it was a nice kind of flipping the script on that to have Kylo Ren be already with the dark side and being conflicted about the pull to the light that he, I think he said in Force Awakens, I feel the pull back to the light. Um, so I, I thought that was interesting that that was always the case. And he definitely seemed more conflicted in The Last Jedi. Now, we obviously kind of ended that movie where it seemed like he was resolved to, he had killed Snoke, as far as we know. Um, he seemed resolved that he was the supreme leader of the First Order now, and he was going to kill the rest of the Resistance and and destroy Luke Skywalker and, and all of that. But part of me thinks that he's still very conflicted. And uh, I do know that, based on Palpatine's laugh at the end of the trailer, J.J. Uh, Abrams commenting, I think, to a couple of different uh, media outlets after the panel that Palpatine is definitely back in this movie, leads me to believe that either Palpatine is back physically or that he's been manipulating events as a spirit this entire time. Uh, you know, I, I think I mentioned earlier that there was some manipulation of events or he had left instructions behind through recordings. Uh, as you saw in the Battlefront 2 video game that came out a, a couple years ago. And I think that there could either be, whether Palpatine is back in, in the form of a recording, um, I think obviously it'd be more interesting if he was back in terms of uh, spirit or whatever it might be. Um, there is some original concept art for The Force Awakens, where there were supposed to be scenes where the Millennium Falcon goes below the surface of some water to search through the Death Star's wreckage, because apparently the map to Luke Skywalker, I guess Palpatine in his throne room had some information on additional Jedi who maybe had survived the Purge, possibly the map to where Luke Skywalker would be to the first Jedi Temple. Um, but yeah, in, in Battlefront 2, there were some situations where Palpatine had kind of planned um, for the eventuality of his death. So, you know, if he's that much of a planner, then it tells me that he could definitely, he was that strong in the dark side that he could, you know, probably come back in some way. I know that, I think we've been told a few times in different interviews or other um, recordings that I've heard that only Jedi can come back as Force ghosts, but I do know that in certain situations there were examples of uh, dark side spirits inhabiting a place, um, maybe not able to, to go to different parts of the galaxy, but inhabiting a place. Uh, so I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means that he would be able to manipulate events. Um, the In the Darth Pelagus book that came out several years ago, uh, which I don't think is canon anymore, I don't remember exactly when it came out, if it's still when they broke it up and if it's considered Legends, um, which is the old Star Wars EU stuff. Um, I'll have to look that up and see, but I, I can't remember what that falls under. But in that book, I know that they were, uh, Pelagus and Palpatine were doing a lot of experiments to try to keep something alive or bring something back to life or ultimately create life. And you get the sense that that is how Anakin was created, was through their experiments. 
And so it wouldn't surprise me if they decided to take that route. Um, you know, they could go the route of the Dark Empire comics from the 90s, um, where he had been making clones of himself, and that's how he was able to survive, and he would uh, inhabit his clones. Um, you know, I, I guess that's a possibility. Uh, I, I feel like that's a bit too much to try to resolve in one movie. Uh, they talked several times in this panel about how this one movie has a challenge, uh, a, a unique challenge, because not only is it supposed to be a standalone movie that, you know, um, resolves itself from the beginning to the end, but it also has to be a movie that resolves this sequel trilogy, and it also has to be a movie that resolves the nine-part Skywalker saga. So I feel like to introduce the idea in movie number three of this trilogy or nine of this nine-part thing, to introduce the idea that Palpatine has been gone for a while, but he's got clones now, I feel like that, along with all the other moving parts that that are already in place for this movie, I, I just feel like that's a lot to try to have to do in a movie that already needs to do a lot. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like all of this is purely just my speculation. I don't know. I would be fine if they decided to take that route. But again, I would be fine with it because I have read a lot of these stories. I've read the stories of Darth Pelagus. I've read the stories of Dark Empire, where there, where he had the clones. I've played the video game. I, I like. I have all this knowledge, but your average moviegoer won't necessarily have all that. So I don't know if that's too much to pack into a movie. Um, you know, part of the reason why I think the upcoming uh, Avengers Endgame is three hours long. This movie is not three hours long, as far as I know. Um, but just like how Endgame is wrapping up an entire decade plus of Marvel movies, this is wrapping up four decades of Star Wars movies. So so I just don't know. I don't know in, in what way uh, Palpatine coming back will be played out in this movie and, and what that does. Um, now, to Luke's voiceover and the Rise of Skywalker title, this is the part that I think is probably the most interesting to me, um, you know, even more so than Palpatine coming back, is the idea of who is Luke talking to and what does the Rise of Skywalker mean? So in the trailer, let's start with Luke's voiceover. In the trailer, it's clearly meant to serve two purposes. He's talking to Rey and he's talking to the audience. So when he says... Um, you know, his, his lines from the voiceover are, we've passed on all we know, a thousand generations live in you now, but this is your fight. We will always be with you. We'll always be with you. No one's ever really gone. Now, here's what I think about that. I think that um, when he's saying all that, that in the trailer, he's talking to Ray. he's talking to the audience. Uh, everything has been passed on to Ray. the Jedi books, the lightsaber, his teaching, her connection to the Force. Like she almost didn't, she almost didn't ask for that connection to the Force. She almost didn't. I don't want to say she didn't have it before, but just this this crazy powerful connection to the Force. Just someone so naturally strong in it um, that that this seems like it was passed on to her. And maybe maybe she had some sensitivity to the Force, but uh, maybe in touching Anakin's lightsaber when she's at Maz Kanata's castle. Um, maybe that passed on a stronger connection to her. I, I'm not sure. Um, maybe that's something that'll get resolved in this movie. But everything has been passed on to her. So everything, you know, everything has been passed on to Rey. Um, I think in talking to the audience, when 
if you take Luke's voiceover and you take it personally as an audience member, um, everything we know about the Skywalkers as of this movie has been passed on to you. This is the end of the Skywalker story. You won't see this family again in the films, most likely. This is a very similar message. The whole idea of um, we've passed on these legends, we've passed on these stories to you. Uh, a thousand generations live in you now. The fight is yours. You know, all of this very much kind of you are, you know, you are one of us. You are part of the resistance. Part of the resistance. We are the spark that will light the flame. You know, this all these very inspirational. Um, messages at the end of The Last Jedi. I love that that scene at the end of The Last Jedi where you have the little kid uh, sweeping up on um, uh, Canto Bight. And you've got the little kid sweeping up. And just at the very end, he's looking up. He's he's a nobody. And he's looking up into the sky, uh, the starry night sky. And and uh, his, his um, broom, he kind of goes from holding it like a broom to holding it like a lightsaber or like a weapon. And you have that very consistent kind of message of anybody can be a hero. And I think that's a consistent message that you see in a lot of the uh, material that's come since Disney has taken over. You get that consistent message. You are the resistance. You are the hero. Join us as part of this universe of heroes. Um, And now you can do it at Galaxy's Edge at Disney Parks. So I know that, I mean, that is... Maybe that's a message to kind of get you fully immersed in the experience when you go to Disney uh, or to get you fully immersed in the experience as you watch all these other shows that you are you can be empowered as part of the resistance to join the resistance or join the first order, I guess, if you want to. Um, So it, it part of that, too, is that it's it's like they're talking to the audience. And when he ends it with. Um, we'll always be with you. No one's ever really gone. That to me is kind of a message to the audience that yes, we know this is the end of the Skywalker saga. This is the end for at least a few years of Star Wars movies in general in theaters. And you're left with, you know, people who have had this for four decades. Uh, We've gone through times of having no Star Wars in the foreseeable future. Most of the Uh, 80s and 90s was no Star Wars for the foreseeable future unless you count the books. So I feel like that's a little bit of a parting message to the audience saying, look, we we will always be with you. You always have these movies to come back and watch whenever you want to. Uh, Feel free to buy any iteration of the DVD, Blu-ray, 4K special implant that's going to go directly into your head, whatever comes out. you know, we'll always be with you. No one's ever truly gone. So, and I'm sure there will be more stories of the Skywalkers that will come out uh, over the course of the years. I know uh, there's, I think there's been some talk about a uh, maybe a Jedi Academy uh, TV series on Disney Plus or something like that. Might have been a rumor or just something that I heard from somewhere. So this is not the end, but I think I do. This feels like part of a parting message to the audience as well. So here's. Um, Here's kind of my speculation. As much as I think he's saying this to Ray as a force ghost, I had another thought a couple of days ago. What if he's saying this to Kylo Ren at the end of the movie? So here's, bear with me for a second. Um, I considered what he's saying and what the meaning of this title might be, The Rise of Skywalker, and I wondered if it's possible that this comes at the end of the movie. After everything that's happened, Ben Solo is redeemed and comes away with a larger understanding of the force. I don't know what that means for Ray. 
I can't imagine that she dies at the end of the movie. Uh, but whether she lives or dies, what part she'll play in the galaxy at the end of this movie, something makes me think that this applies to Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo, is that as the final movie of the trilogy, uh, it may be a little late to introduce the idea of Rey being a Skywalker. We already know that genetically, Ben is a Skywalker and would carry on the lineage, lineage it's a word that I just made up, uh, lineage of the Chosen One. So Rise of Skywalker, to me, almost has to include Ben Solo. I know some people have said, well, maybe Skywalker is the new name for, um, you know, a mixture of Jedi, Sith, and all the other people who, you know, the Guardians of the Wills and all those other iterations we've seen of Force users and, and Force-sensitive people um, as part of the religion of the Force and, and things like that that maybe Skywalker is a new name that comes out and that's what you're called now if you have a connection to the Force. And, um, okay, if it is, that's fine. Like, I'm not going to be angry or disappointed or whatever. Um, I don't think that's it. I think that it's going to be Ben Solo. Um, I don't know that I think that Rey will ultimately be a Skywalker. I don't have a problem if she is. I kind of thought for the first two movies that she would be. Um, and I never bought, I know people got all wigged out by the idea that Ryan Johnson completely ruined the whole thing by saying she was a nobody. To me, that was the villain talking, and I don't trust villains to give me the truth anytime, anywhere. I, I know Star Wars well enough to know that sometimes even the heroes will not tell you the truth, as we have from... Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi with his whole certain point of view speech. So I don't trust what he said. I, I don't worry about that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go too deeply into some of the Last Jedi stuff. Uh, I, I've i said in the past, I really, I really enjoyed that movie. Um, you know, I really enjoyed some of the different directions they took things in. I can understand why people would be upset with certain parts of it. But, um, you know, that part in particular, I didn't really hold much, you know, that didn't hold much water for me because um, it just, it was Kylo Ren saying it. And whether he was being deceived or whether he was lying just to manipulate her, that's what the Sith do. I know he's not a Sith, but, uh, you know, that's what the bad guys do. So, um, so again, I don't, if she's a Skywalker, great. If she's, um, I think Jeff and I were talking the other day, if she's a Palpatine, that would be interesting. You're kind of flipping the script on that one too, that a, a Palpatine, uh, if she was created maybe by Palpatine trying to recreate some of what he and Darth Plagueis did when they created Anakin, that would be interesting as well. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. But I do think that the rise of Skywalker is related to Ben Solo um, in particular. So I think that maybe perhaps when he comes to realize at some point in this movie, what he said in The Force Awakens when he's looking at the mangled Darth Vader helmet and he says, I will finish what you started, um, that somehow he discovers that Anakin was meant to bring balance to the Force but was corrupted by Palpatine. If Palpatine is to reappear in this movie, that'd be a great way to bring it all together. So I can imagine, uh, I, I'm picturing this voiceover, um, Luke's voiceover in this trailer and the, the idea of the title, The Rise of Skywalker, being Ben Solo, I can picture at the end of this movie, Luke as a force ghost. Uh, what would also be cool is a bunch of other force ghosts standing beside him saying these things to Ben Solo as kind of a parting message. Um, as other people have already said, there seem to be a lot of connections to Return of the Jedi in this movie. And so it'd be appropriate if one of the final scenes featured a collection of force ghosts, uh, much as we saw at the very end of Return of the Jedi. Um, that could also fit with rumors of Hayden Christensen, Anakin, possibly returning in some way in this movie. Um, you know, maybe, I don't know if, if it requires 
special training uh, to be able to be a force ghost. I know there was some discussion of that uh, a few years ago of like you could only be a force ghost if you had trained yourself to return as a force ghost. I don't remember that Anakin had any of that training, but maybe just his connection to the force allowed him to do that. Um, it could be interesting to see Leia return as a force ghost uh, if they do that. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if... Um, I don't know if you'd have a scene like that at the end of the movie, but when I picture this voiceover, I'm picturing it maybe in the movie. I think we're, we're getting a bait and switch here when Luke does it in the trailer, and it looks like it's directed to Rey. In the movie, I'm wondering if it's directed to Kylo Ren or Ben Solo, and everything has happened, everything's been resolved. He's left with the aftermath of everything he's done and everything that's happened in this film. And as kind of a parting message, Luke is telling him, we've passed on all we know. Like you have everything that you need. I know that there are no Jedi left. There's no one older to teach you anything. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now as the last living Skywalker. Um, this is your fight. So continue, move forward. Um, this is maybe Luke's way of saying, pass on what you've learned. Um, will always be with you. No one's ever truly gone. So I can see that as being just a final message to Ben. Um, you know, it, as a little bit in way of an apology from Luke for what he did and um, and just moving forward and saying, it's, it's yours now. Like guarding the galaxy, um, guarding this connection to the force, like all that stuff, it's your responsibility. It's all yours. So take what you've learned, do the best you can and good luck and good night. Um, the other thing, now this one may be a bit of a stretch uh, as I'm kind of wrapping things up here. Um, this one might be a little bit of a stretch, but the other thing that leads me to believe that it's the redemption of Kylo Ren uh, back to Ben Solo is in the trailer, when you listen to that last little bit of music in the trailer, when it goes into after you have Palpatine's laugh and it goes back into the Kylo Ren kind of little theme or those few notes of the Kylo Ren theme from The Force Awakens and Last Jedi. That piece of music. At the end of the trailer, you hear those notes, but the notes go up at the end as opposed to going down. So, again, it might be a bit of a stretch, and I'm no, I'm no expert on music by any stretch of the imagination. I'm probably the last person that should be talking about music. Um, but it does go up in pitch as opposed to going down in pitch. And if I'm getting the terms wrong and it's, it's not supposed to be pitch, then I do apologize for that. Uh, this could just be something that was done as a way to triumphantly end the trailer. But I wonder if it's a slight hint that the darkness of Kylo Ren will ultimately be redeemed. And as those notes rise back up... Um, that that is the rise of Skywalker. That is the rise of Ben Solo back to the light. Um, again, I know that's very nitpicky and it's reaching a bit. It's a little bit of grasping at straws, but um, that is part of the fun of analyzing these trailers and we can just let our imaginations run wild and, and make up all kinds of junk. Um, so... I'm sure there's other stuff that I have forgotten. I, I don't want this episode to run too long because basically what I'm doing is I'm analyzing a, what, 90-second or, or two-minute trailer. Um, 
so I've probably already spent enough time doing that. I would love to hear what you all think. Um, one thing I will ask, because uh, for the most part, everything was pretty good at Celebration, um, and but there has been just some different spots here and there, especially over the last couple of years, of just some very toxic conversation with Star Wars fans, and I am completely against any of that. So um, I would love to hear what you think. I'd love to hear your speculation on it. Um, what I would ask is that if you are going to chime in either through the voicemail or Twitter or, or anything like that, um, that just keep it positive. Um, that's just, that's my wish to be able to talk about these Star Wars movies. Um, if there's something, you know, if there's things that, that people didn't like in The Force Awakens, I have, I have some friends who really didn't like The Force Awakens, um, or haven't liked anything that the Disney movies have done. Um, all I ask is that if, if you're chiming in, uh, maybe just keep it to, you know, keep it to talking about, um, this movie in particular and, and things that you're excited about. Um, that's not to say that you can't criticize the movies or, or criticize things that you thought, um, you know, didn't work. But uh, the only thing I would ask is that just we, we keep it civil, um, you know, because I just, it, it just made me so upset when people were attacking Kelly Marie Tran for, you know, her character and, and just uh, attacking people. And just to me, that's, that's absolutely wrong. And that's not what these movies are, are meant to be about. And for God's sake, they're movies. So um, that would be my only request is that if you are going to reply voicemail or uh, through Twitter or email or whatever, that uh, we just, we, we keep it positive. I want this to be a, a fun place and a pot is positive place to share the things that we love about Star Wars. So, um, but I absolutely would love to hear kind of what any of your speculation is. Uh, you got some ideas for what you think this movie is going to be. What does the rise of Skywalker mean? Uh, what are you looking forward to most in this movie? So I would love to hear from you. If you want to call into our voicemail line, it's 872-356-6843. Again, that's a voicemail line. It'll just go straight through to voicemail. You, you won't have to awkwardly carry on a conversation with me if you don't want to. Um, or you can always tweet at us, email us. If you go to our website, 30podcast.com, 30podcast.com, that's got all the other ways that you can get in touch with us. We're on pretty much all the different social media outlets, so feel free to find us there, 30 Podcast, on each one of those. I am looking forward to this movie. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun at Celebration. I probably will talk a little bit more about Celebration in my uh, in the recordings I'm doing with Jeff where we're talking about Galaxy's Edge. Um, I'm sure we may talk very briefly when we've got the other guys on and we're doing our regular uh, 80s movie stuff. But um, just wanted to get this out here because I just have a lot of thoughts in my head. And uh, I, I went by myself to Celebration. I didn't really know anybody that was there. So I haven't really had... My, my wife has been very patient, but I haven't really had anybody to just kind of dump all of this stuff out to. So this has been my outlet uh, for the last uh, little bit or so is just to share this all with you all. And um, I would just love to hear what you're thinking as well. So thank you so much for, for joining us here. Um, we'll be back. We've got a lot of different episodes that we're recording out of order. So I'm not even going to say what episode's going to be next. I don't even know what number episode this is going to be. Um, but we would love to have you come back here next time, whether it's for our Galaxy's Edge episode where Jeff and I have been talking about it or I know our, our upcoming movies for the next couple of weeks are going to be Driving Miss Daisy and Dead Poets Society. So whichever of those is coming next, I uh, hope you join us back here for it. But again, love to hear from you. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you're enjoying all of this crazy news that's come out from Star Wars Celebration. With uh, We didn't even talk about The Mandalorian and all that stuff. Um, looks great. But uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll have more time to talk about that later. So as always, 
be excellent to each other, go watch some good movies, and we'll see you back here next time. Bye now. <laughs>